Hello, friends. Julie Solomon here, and welcome back to another episode of the Influencer Podcast. And wow, this is the last podcast of 2021. That is crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. By the time I talk to you next, we will be in an entirely new year. So let's make it a good one, shall we? This is also, I think, the 245th episode of this podcast, which is also just crazy to think. Um, In 2017, when I started this podcast, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I had no idea how to even create, do, record a podcast, however you say that. And here we are almost five years later to over 245 episodes later, and we're still rocking and rolling and we're still learning and we're still growing. And it's just such a magnificent and beautiful experience and process. And I feel so grateful to be a part of it with you. I really feel that that is how this podcast goes. I feel like it's, we're, we're all a part of it. I learn so much from this podcast. Every guest I have on, every time that I speak, it's, it's just such a beautiful way to grow and learn together. And I feel honored to be able to do it with each and every one of you every single week. Now, this is going to be rounding out what I call our best of series. So we've been doing these for the last four or five weeks. The best of series um, we do at the end of every year to showcase our best episodes from the Influencer Podcast ever that cover the topics that really matter most to your growth and to your next level of expansion. And today's episode ending on this one is very fitting because we are diving into all things planning and productivity and no better time to do this than right before a new year hits. So I'm going to be sharing a lot of the best productivity support that's ever been shared on this podcast all in one place today. In today's episode, we're going to be hearing from a lot of incredible people, including Mike Hyatt on vision. We're going to be talking about how to plan out your most productive year. What is one exercise that you can do for focus each and every day, how to use intuition to grow a business and the four questions to ask yourself before starting a new year which is very good for now. Um, Of course, you can listen to all of these episodes in their entirety. We will give you, of course, the the episode numbers and where to find those, but um, we're going to be giving you some really good snippets that you can take away with you today. And with planning and productivity in mind, I want to leave you kind of with, with this idea of when you listen to today's episode and you're thinking about 2022 and us going into this new year, I want you to be thinking about your vision And not only your vision for your life or your vision for the year, but your vision and how you want to show up in the world in 2022 and really beyond. What does your day-to-day look like? Who is around you? Who are you spending time with? Who are you working with? Who are you collaborating with? If you're a parent, what is your vision of how your parenting falls into that? And what does your schedule look like day in, day out? I think vision is so important. I was just talking about this in detail with my Shine Mastermind members and really making sure that we not only have a vision, but we have a business that supports the vision, not the other way around. I think a lot of times we feel like we need a vision that supports the business when really it's we need to create a business that supports the vision. The vision always leads. It's always, it's always the compass. And I want you to be thinking about that as we're talking about planning and productivity 
What is your vision when it comes to that? Who do you need to be supported in the best way possible to live that vision out? And that a lot of the planning and productivity can come into that. If you feel like you want to be surrounded by a group of incredible leaders and entrepreneurs in 2022 that can help you carry out your vision, I would encourage you to check out my Mastermind Shine. I know I have talked about it a lot on this podcast, and I have brought some incredible leaders on who are members of that mastermind. And the reason why I talk about it a lot is because it is an incredible experience. Um, I have said it multiple times throughout my business journey. The one thing that changed my life and my business the most as a leader was joining a mastermind. It was single-handedly the precipice to my next level of success. And when I experienced that myself, I knew that I had to bring it to my own community in a way that felt really aligned with me. And the way in which I bring it to my community is that we specifically focus on a few key areas. One, impact and influence. How are we taking what you already built and expanding it to the next level? The second is relationships. If you don't have the right key relationships to get what you want, it's going to be really hard. So we focus on making sure that you're connected to the right people. So those doors don't all, don't only open for you, but you actually have the support to move through the door that you're going to. So influence and impact, we cover relationships and then of course, recognition and status. And when I say that, it can sound very like, oh, okay, Julie, you're going to help me become like famous. Like, Not necessarily, but in some way, yeah. You know, I want you to be known as the absolute best at what you do in whatever industry that you're in. That doesn't mean we're going to make you become Lady Gaga tomorrow, but you could be the Lady Gaga of your industry if you wanted to be, or the Gwyneth Paltrow of your industry if you wanted to be, or the Sarah Blakely of your industry if you wanted to be. And so how are we using influence, impact, and relationships to really step into that next level of status and recognition that not only you deserve, but you need to command and cultivate in order for you to show up and, and become the leader that you are really to that next level. So this is, this is without fear of failure, taking all of that limited belief junk, throwing it out the door. This is next level expansion, expansion stuff. This is next level impact, next level recognition, next level changing lives and really showing up in the world in a way that is expansive, collaborative, and enriched with success, whatever success means to you. So if that sounds of interest to you, then I would love for you to apply. We are about to close the doors of Shine on January 31st. So you have about a month left to check it out at juliesolomon.net slash shine see if it feels aligned to you. And if it does, we would love for you to apply and you will learn about the invitation and the next steps there, but do it for yourself. Now, I would hate for you to waste another year, um, another six months, another three months, not getting that support that you need to take your vision to the next level. So again, that is juliesolomon.net slash shine. And without further ado, here is our final episode of 2021. Get ready for the best of planning and productivity. 
Hello, and welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon, business coach and brand expert. I invite you to join millions of our other listeners in building a brand that is influential, loved by the masses, and worth millions. The Influencer Podcast is the only resource you need to start, grow, and scale the brand and business of your wildest dreams. Discover why people all over the world call the Influencer Podcast their go-to for all things branding, influence, and marketing. That's what you want to get your hands on, right? So if you've been following my podcast throughout the year, you likely already know I love looking at metrics. I love spotting trends and discovering opportunities. And I especially love this time of year because we get to look back on all we've learned and accomplished throughout the year. It's the perfect time to dig into the back end of our businesses and plan new ways to improve and better serve our tribe. And looking back, we get to look forward. And for me, that means collecting all the feedback I've received throughout the year and using it to shape my vision for the new year. But before I dig into the yearly metrics, I like to ask myself four simple questions to help set my intention and really create my vision. I know this is one of the busiest times of year for all of us, but I can find that focusing on my intention really alleviates a ton of that pre-New Year stress that comes with juggling business and life. And yes, I get it. It's really about coming from a place of trying to understand Underwhelm our stuffs, right? Like we all have the jobs, we all got the kids, we all got the husbands and the wives and the debt to does. We're all busy. But since I have your attention now, I want you to join me today. If you are in a place that you can, I want you to grab a piece of paper and write down your answers to the four questions that I'm sharing with you today. If you're driving or walking and you're like, Julie, I ain't got no piece of paper, don't worry. You can come back and write them at another time. But take this moment, really give it to yourself as an invitation to at least listen to these questions so you can start to kind of brainstorm a little bit and really think through them for when you come back. And now with this said, I do want to hear from you guys today. And so there's a couple of ways that we can do that. One, you can head on over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you tune in from, and you can leave us a review or you can subscribe. Let us know what you like about this episode. And something else I would love for you to do today is head on over to your Instagram, tag me at Joel Solomon and hashtag the influencer podcast in an Instagram story. And let me know your answers to these four questions in the story. Cause what I'm going to do is I'm going to take your screenshot and I'm going to share them on my story too, but I want to see your answers. I'm only going to be sharing the ones that have the answers and I cannot wait to see what you guys come up with. Let's dive in. This show is brought to you by our free webinar, Pitch It Perfect, a completely free webinar that gives you access to my five steps for helping bloggers and influencers like you land brand collabs, press, and negotiate better deals. This webinar has strategies and steps that will literally blow your mind. You can join the free webinar by going to pitchitperfect.net forward slash webinar. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. Each week, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist and New York Times bestselling publicist, takes you behind the scenes with successful influencers, bloggers, and industry elites in conversation to share how they engage, persuade, and grow their unique influence. Her mission is to share exclusive insider tips, wisdom, and action-based tools to help you strengthen, monetize, and build your own industry-leading influence. Question one. What did I do to empower others this year? 
As influencers, it's our duty to make a positive impact on the people around us. And for me, this means creating and sharing free resources like this podcast to help aspiring influencers and entrepreneurs reach their goals. In fact, I dedicated all of season one to empowering listeners to step into their ability to lead. I've watched you take action and really grow from your experiences, which has been truly amazing to see. And I want to continue walking alongside you on your journey, which is why my intention for season two, which starts in January, is to focus on the experience of building a business and what it really means to have and share influence. So with that said, I want you to start thinking about what did I do to empower others this year? And even think about maybe what you did to empower yourself, because I think that the empowerment of ourselves has to come first before we empower others. Question two, what lessons did I learn and how can I leverage them to better serve others? Now, I love a good mess up. I really, really do. The best lessons I've learned in business have come from some mistakes, right? Because they're really just redirections getting you to where you need to go. Learning things the hard way always makes for a good story and a great opportunity to help others avoid the same mistakes. Take a mistake that I actually made this year. So a couple of months ago, in the midst of launching the Influencer Academy, the Influencer Podcast on iTunes completely disappeared. What had happened was that iTunes changed their algorithm, which meant that they changed things like keywords and metadata and all of this stuff that I don't quite understand, but for whatever reason, when they changed their algorithm, our keywords did not fit the new algorithm rules. Therefore, the podcast was gone. It was like it never existed on iTunes. You couldn't search for it. There were no reviews. You couldn't subscribe. Nothing. It was like it never even existed there. Now, The lesson that I learned from that, it took about five days to get it back on. Internally with our team, we were freaking out. We were hustling and bustling. What do we do? We got to figure this out. Lots of back and forth with iTunes, which by the way, no offense, they don't really have the most, you know, reliable customer service. It does take them a while to get back to you. It was a little crazy, but what I remember doing is Julie, you just did something that you tell each person that listens to your podcast each week not to do. You invested on property that you do not own. And what I mean by that is that I had spent the last 18 months investing on iTunes and putting all of my eggs in that basket, and I do not own iTunes. They can change their algorithm whenever they want to. They can do whatever they want, and there's not anything that I can do about it. So can I really get that upset if I decided to invest on a platform that I do not own, and then they made a change, and then bam, I got a little bit burned? It was a mistake that I now learned from. And so what I try to do now is get people to the website that I actually do own, that I can actually make sure that I have my keywords in line and I'm not dealing with an algorithm issue instead of trying to always adhere or appease to somebody else's algorithm. So that is just one story and one mistake that I learned from this year. So I want you to think about the lessons that you learned as as well this year. What lessons did I learn and how can I leverage them to better serve others? Question three, what do I want to have accomplished by this time next year? And what steps can I start taking today to reach those goals? I love this question. It is so, so good, especially when you get to go back 
and see how much you accomplished. So when you have a one-year vision for yourself, you can map up all the little steps that it takes to get there throughout the year. When you're faced with a big decision, you want to ask yourself which course of action will get you closer to that vision, to your North Star, if you will. So this time next year, what I want to be doing is more in real life experiences. I want to be um, you know, offering retreats and events and weekend getaways and potentially a mastermind for each and every one of you who want to come and have more of that higher touch, higher level, one-on-one experience with me. I also want to open up a membership program next year that will be a monthly membership that you can enroll in. It's going to be probably between $15 to $25 a month, so not a huge investment to really dive into more tactical tips that you need if you're wanting more than just the podcast. So to work towards my vision, I'm gearing up to launch some of these exciting new resources. I'm also going to be doing things with my newsletter. I've been thinking about doing a book club and quarterly mini trainings to support the awesome work that you're doing that we'll have here on the podcast. So what about you? What do you want to have accomplished by this time next year? And what steps can you start taking today to reach those goals? Now, our final question is, what does influence mean to me today? I love answering this question for myself each year and really seeing how my perspective has evolved over the years. So to me, influence really means to awaken that magic within that encourages the power and the determination to think, perform, and share in the most connective way possible. I feel like over the last couple of years, to me, that really meant empowerment, empowering myself so I could empower others. But as we go into this new year, it's really more about experience. How can we have more of an experience with our influence? How can we experience influence in a more intentional way. And that is what I am excited to share with you guys. And so I want you to start thinking that for yourself as well. What does influence mean to you today and how are you going to be using it in your next year? So save your answers to these questions and return to them at the end of each year. You may be surprised by how much you accomplish and how much you grow as an influencer. And now I can't let an episode go by without sharing my mastermind shine with you because I want to make sure to invite you if you feel called to be a part of it. And shine is important. And the reason why is because it truly is a huge part of my life's work, my life's mission, what I am here to do. And if anything about me or my work or my service has called you in or attracted you to be listening to this episode right now, even if it's the first episode that you've ever listened to, or if you have been one of my incredible and avid community members and listeners of this podcast for years, there is something that is connecting you and I together. And the way in which I take that connection and work with it in a higher way to bring more impact into the world is through Shine. Shine is my mastermind that helps leaders, executives, and experts become globally known, highly influential, and it helps them create iconic success. And it's no secret that impact, influence, exposure, all of the things that we talk about on this podcast is exactly what is needed to create that massive brand recognition that you crave. And that's what we make happen inside Shine. My my mission with Shine is really simple. I want to help you become known as the absolute best at what you do. And I do this by helping you garner opportunities for yourself, you know, ones that maybe you feel like aren't even possible for you, but I help you tap into that. 
book deals, speaking on coveted stages, collaborating with the best in the industry for that next level of growth and exposure for your name and your brand. And the reason why I do this is because I've been able to do this for myself. And I love to reflect and teach and serve on the things that I have been actually able to accomplish. I'm a true believer in that, that you, if you want to do something, you have to go and either learn it or figure out how to do it from someone who has actually done what it is that you're trying to do. And so if you are tired of not being known or recognized at a greater capacity and would like to start really stepping into those bigger opportunities, whether it's more media for yourself, um, networking at a higher level, level, collaborating with partners on a larger scale, then I would love for you to join Shine. And really at the end of the day, success can be defined in so many different ways. But for me, success is truly all in who you know and who you surround yourself with. And so I want to make sure that you're doing that the right way. So you can head over to juliesolomon.net slash shine to get your exclusive invitation. Now we are closing the doors to shine on January 31st and our first virtual workshop, which is going to be amazing, is happening on January 15th. So if this is something that you feel called to do, if you're interested, if you're curious, you want to make sure to get in before, I would say January 15th, at the absolute latest, January 31st. Doors are closed, no exceptions after that point. Again, juliesolomon.net slash shine will give you all of the information that you need and you can get your hands on your exclusive invitation there. And I would love, love, love to have you join us. This week, you're in for a treat as we have the passionate and compassionate Raina Pomeroy from Raina & Co. on the podcast today. Raina is a coach, speaker, educator, author, and a fellow female podcaster. She is the co-host of the amazing podcast, The Creative Empire. She's going to be helping us on this beautiful Valentine's Day with all things goal setting, increasing profitability, and leveraging systems. And she has a fabulous tips on living and working smarter. I'm sure we're going to hear all about them today. So grab your notepad for this one, everyone. You're going to want to take notes. And without further ado, hello, Miss Raina. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me, Julie. Your intro was so incredibly sweet. Thank you for having me. Of course. And I feel like this has been a long time coming because we are Instagram friends. We are podcast friends. I know that we talk behind the scenes a lot, um, and I'm sure that we have some things up our sleeves with, with what we want to do together as, as entrepreneurs and collaborators. So it's kind of like a long time coming for you to be on here. I've been really excited for this, um, for this conversation. Cause I, you just bring so much amazing, um, just impact and, and, and wealth of knowledge and, and what you do. So, uh, I know that you coach a lot of entrepreneurs, in a way that really, you know, your, your purpose is to really profit and serve. Um, that's what you want to help people do. And I know that you focus on four things that I would love to dive deeper into today, goal setting and focus, increasing profitability, leveraging systems and teams for sustainability and strategic visibility in an industry. So let's break those down. If you are open to doing that with me, Sure. Um, goal setting and focus, what is it? Why, why do we need it? And how can we achieve it? <laughs> I feel like we could have like a separate podcast episode for each of these topics. So we'll just 
we'll just go, you know, high level, but goal setting and focus. So my entrepreneur clients are very right brain, like you said, and they're very heart centered. So typically that means they're creatives. They have lots of visionary ideas. Um, they have the proverbial, like all the tabs open in their brains. And so what I help them do is really help them focus on what's most important. What they say they need most is accountability. But what I find is that they need help, um, figuring out what's most important to them to figure out what they need to be focusing their energy on, focusing their um, attention on so that they can move the needle in their business. We don't want to just do all the things. I want people to be able to know purposefully what they need to be doing, intentionally know what they're doing so that they can spend time doing the other stuff that they want to do. Like, you know, this year, one of my biggest, I'm sorry, in 2017, one of my biggest goals was to like develop hobbies because I felt like I didn't have any, right? And like, what are the things that are important to us, not only in business, but also in our personal lives as well. So focus is really about like spending our time really wisely doing the things that are most important that are going to, you know, help us feel like we're actually achieving something rather than just kind of spinning our wheels all the time. My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business business for sponsoring the show. And that's, it makes so much sense because I think that a lot of times, especially because we're at the new year, right? And so it's like quarter one, Q1, we kind of goal set and then we may not have the focus to kind of stay on track of those goals. So it's, yeah. I love that you kind of put those two things together because I think that they do go hand in hand and you can't really have one without the other in a lot of ways. Um, okay. So let's say that we, we tackle the goal setting and the focus now on to increasing profitability. Um, yeah. Help us navigate that um, in a general sense. Yeah. So general sense. So like I said, my people are right-brained and heart-centered. The heart-centered part can be detrimental sometimes. Um, I don't know if you have had this experience, Julie, or maybe your clients have or your listeners have, but people who are service-centered, right, like heart-centered, have a, sometimes have a difficult time being able to articulate, one, that they you know, have something that they want to share with the world and then actually be able to charge for it. Sometimes they feel really bad for asking for money. Like they feel like they're taking somebody else's well-being away from them in order to sustain their businesses. My biggest thing about this personal mission of profit and service is to be able to say you can have both profitability and service in your business. To be able to do something that you're really good at, that you're really passionate about, that you love doing, and also make money doing it. My background is as a social worker, and so I come from this very service-minded mindset, and actually I have had to do a lot of work for myself about my money mindset to be able to say that the work that I 
I do is valuable and it's going to, you know, help people in their businesses to be able to make more money, to be able to do the kinds of work that they love to be able to do and feel super fulfilled. So it's kind of a little bit of a balance dancing act, so to speak, of doing the profit dance and also looking at what is, um, what makes people tick and like the heart centered side as well. So profit and serve kind of teeters that line a little bit. And we really want people to be able to embrace both. I love that you touched on, on that with the service, because I, I, I do get that a lot, especially from the audience of feeling like they don't want to be too salesy. And I always love to remind them that it's, you have to think of your service as a service and not really a sell. I mean, you, you are providing this, you know, immense service to them, whether you are, you know, um, an Etsy shop owner or a fashion blogger or a coach, or, um, you know, you own a small boutique. Mm -hmm. I mean, you still are delivering a service to them every day. Um, okay. Leveraging systems and teams for sustainability. This is a big one that I can't wait to hear your thoughts on because that's just something that, um, I feel like once you kind of, once you goal set and focus, once you kind of grow, when you start to scale, that is kind of the next step, right? So, and it is so important, um, especially if you are someone who is working online a lot, I mean, like leveraging Mm -hmm. the right systems and the right team for your growth and sustainability is huge. So I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this one. Yeah, so I think there's a couple different stages in business ownership, and I'll talk about the first few, I think, that that pertain to probably your audience. So if you're in a stage where you're typically considering yourself a solopreneur and you don't have anyone else um, helping in your business, and you're like, I don't even have money to be able to start investing, that's totally fine. You can still start this process of creating sustainability in your business. Basically, it's about documenting and streamlining something that you already do in your business. So think about anything that you repeat more than probably like once or twice a year, right? Whether that's creating a blog post or a social media post, or, um, I don't know, pitching to a podcast or whatever that system is, whatever that thing that you need to do, every time you go to do it, if you don't have a system in place, a workflow in place, you're probably wrecking your brain to think, okay, this is step one. Okay. And then here's what I have to do. And here's what I have to do next. Instead, we're trying to conserve our brain cells, right? And conserve um, the time that we need to spend thinking through things over and over again and recreating the wheel, so to speak. We want to document those things so that they live in one place and they have a home. And it's basically a structure for you to be able to say, here's a checklist. I can just follow it. Every time I produce a blog post, This, these are the you know 10 steps that I need to do. Here's the blog post, post content that I need to create. And here's the tags that I will use. Here's how how I um, create the, I don't know, visuals for it. And here's what happens with our social media on this, this, and this platform. So that, you know, once you, you know, grow out of that solopreneur mindset and grow into more of a team, you can hand those things off without being like, uh, I don't, I don't know, like everything lives in my brain. I just, I can really go and dive into something else that's going to, you know, be able to utilize my time and brain a little bit more efficiently. So everything documented, even from the beginning, even if it feels like who cares, like this all lives in my head. I don't need to do this. I would really encourage people to spend like 20 minutes a week, 
Like it does not take that long in order to start doing these things. This is stuff that you can do in your inbox, right? Like if you use Google, I'm sorry, Gmail for your inbox, you can use um, canned responses. This can be a really easy way, if, especially if you have to um, type out a similar email every single week or every single time that a particular email comes in. It's just a canned response and you hit a button and then modify a little bit and then send it off. There's so many shortcuts that you can create in your business that will simplify so much of what you do and um, allow you to grow in a way that's not going to burn you out in the future. I love that you brought this up for a lot of reasons, because I think that that, um, one of the things that, that I have been noticing a lot, um, in order to kind of scale and, and, and really kind of handle bandwidth as you grow as an influencer, Mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur is learning how to replace yourself. And what I mean by that is, you know, whether it's something as easy as I'm going to do a loom video on how to do this X, Y, Z, and I'm going to pass this off to my assistant or somebody else on my team so they can start doing this for me. So I don't have to keep doing this. Absolutely. I'm going to replace myself with this, or I'm going to start using this can response to replace myself out of having to manually type these emails every single time. I -hmm. think that replacing yourself is something that is so vital to, to empowering yourself to that next level of growth, but it's also something that a lot of times, especially for women, like we have a really hard time doing that because we want to be available. We want to get it done right. We want to, you know, we want to really be there. And I think that, um, you know, a lot of times we can, there's ways to be there without being there. And I think that, you know, leveraging those systems that you just talked about is amazing. Is there a way that you set up your canned response? Do you use some, is it just a copy and paste that you do or is there something else and and how you do it? So in Gmail, this is, I think it's still in beta, but I love it. So if you go into settings and you go into labs, there is an actual application. I don't know if it's an application, but it's like something that you use inside of Gmail that will help you create those canned responses. And it's, I think it's called canned responses. That's Um, amazing. It's amazing. And you literally in your, like, once you're typing up, you know, you hit compose and you start typing up an email, you, there's just like a little drop down button that says canned responses and you can choose from the, you know, however many you've already set up. And I, I've created it so that there's like certain parts that are yellow that I make sure to edit before I send it out. um, So I can create it to be more personal, but the con like the bulk of the, the work, the brain work that I would have to do is already there and it still feels personal, still, still feels feels like, you know, a valuable email. And it's not just like me sending off something that was totally scripted. Oh, it's such a good, like manageable daily tip. I can't wait for the audience to take that and run with that. I know they're going to be so excited with that one. Um, thank you so much for that. That is great. Of course. No, but I think that your tip about loom, I, I love loom. Hi, Susanna. Like she, their team oh, is incredible. And it's a game changer. I, it literally you guys, has you... changed like the Seriously. way that I communicate with my team. <laughs> if no, okay. If someone's listening right now and they don't know what loom is, you can Google it. It's, it's a, it's a video video recording service that links with Google Chrome. You literally hit a button and it allows you to not only you have the choice to record your desktop, or you can also record your desktop while recording yourself at the same time. Yep. And, and then it caught it, it, it saves within your own account. So you can go back to those videos, watch them again. And it also does an automatic copy. So then you can share them to anyone in that moment. It's just such it's a great amazing. Yeah. How do you use Loom? 
Oh, that's a, so one of the things I love about Loom is the fact that you don't have to, you no longer have to upload it to YouTube or to Vimeo or to any of those services in order to send it to somebody, right? It's like immediate. It's instantaneous. As soon as you're done, it, it's a link. And so for us, we use it for training videos. I use it for, so whenever somebody applies to work with me, I will, you know, read their application and then I'll, I'll record like a five minute video responding to the application saying, Hey, thank you so much. This is going to, you know, I love loved X, Y, and Z about what you talked about. And I think we're going to be a really good fit to work together, or here's what I think would be the next step. That way I don't have one, I don't have to get on a call. Not that I don't want to, but you know, not every single person is going to be a good fit. So I feel like if you have taken the time to send me all of this content, I really want to respond to you in a personal way. And if you are a good fit, then you have FaceTime with me and you feel like I've created content for you or, you know, created a response for you. That wasn't just an email. So I've gotten a lot of feedback about that. And I think a lot of people can start to use that as well. Um, if, if they have like an application process in their business. I love that. Thank you for that tip as well. Um, so yes, didn't even know we were going to talk about Loom today, but that is a must have for, for <laughs> anyone who has to do a lot of things in one day. Um, okay. So the final, which is strategic visibility in an industry, um, tell me what that is about. Sure. So I call this the verticals method. Um, and if you want, if you're like a visual person like me, I would just recommend you go to rain and Co com slash verticals because we have the actual verticals structure for you and you can download it and engage with it. Um, but but it, it was basically me creating a system for myself because I create a lot of content, whether it's podcasts or blog posts every single week. And I wanted to be able to categorize, okay, what's this um, content bucket? What are the things that we're talking about most? What are the things that we want to create products for? And I just felt like so jumbled with all the things that we were doing. And so verticals is a way for us to organize. Here are our three to four content buckets. These are the things that we are going to be known as experts for. Um, these are the things that we create blog posts for. Here's where we're going to speak. Um, we have opt-ins for them. And it was, it's really a way for us to categorize all the things. And so it, it outlines um, all the free content, all the opt-in content, paid whether it's small, medium, or large. And then my favorite part is the philosophies. So there's probably plenty of people who talk about networking. Um, and I call my networking method is called social glue. No one calls it social glue. It's my particular method. And, um, my philosophy is already documented on that, right? And so whenever I pitch for something, whenever I say, hey, I, Julie, I'd love to be on your podcast or, hey, um, Huffington Post, I'd love to write a, an article about this or whatever, I know what my talking points are and I have them outlined. Here's a tip for people who are like, I don't really know what my opinion is yet. So what is the thing that people are saying about this topic out in the world that really ticks you off, that kind of like gets your engine revving and saying, you know, I don't actually agree with that. Having that kind of philosophy it really differentiates you and allows you to be consistent in the messaging that you have, um, whatever platform you end up pursuing. So when you're, you know, when you're on a podcast like this, um, you can talk about the topics that you love to talk about and then lead them to back to some piece of content that's free that will let them engage not only with you as a person, but also with something that you've already created. And then hopefully they'll join your community because of it. And, um, 
as I've grown um, with speaking and stuff like this, I know, Julie, you travel to speak. Um, it's become more and more apparent that I need to have these like core, um, what's the word for it? Like keynote presentations. And now for my verticals, I have one keynote or two keynote presentations for each one so that I can cycle through them, change them out, um, and, you know, make sure that they're appropriate for each of the presentations that I'm giving. But it allows me to not be, not have to like create new things, brand new things, um, every single time something comes up. So it's, it's super visually organized. And also here's the best part. There's so much talk about um, funnels, right? Like, oh, you have to build a funnel and you have to do this. For me, it is a funnel and it's the way that I organize my funnel, but it's so simplified that it's easy for creatives to be able to say, oh, here's step one of my client engagement process. Here's step two of my client engagement process all the way to the end. And it makes it so much easier and so much more, I think, less intimidating for us to be able to really have a relationship with the, the potential customers and then customers that come through. And it was such a good, you know, point that you made about really just kind of repurposing the content again, to really take yourself out of that cycle of feeling like you're having to be in constant creation mode. You know, I feel like that there's so much content that we've already created that is so valuable that the world needs to see. And even if we put it out one time or it's at one speaking event, it doesn't mean that this whole other group of people in the world has, have seen it yet. And so just having kind of that, that skeleton if you will, to then be able to, you know, maybe I go in and tweak some things here and there, move some things around, but the core of what I'm doing has already been created. So I don't have to constantly be in the state of creating something new. And instead I can just work on the growth aspect and really kind of repurposing that. So I love that you talked about that and, and really like your idea of the social glue method, which is so cool and how it allows you to kind of create those meaningful introductions and allow influencers to have you know, new access to audiences that maybe they previously hadn't tapped into before. I mean, that's, would you say that that's kind of that idea there? Yeah, I think so. I tend to see a certain amount of excitement and giddiness during the first few weeks of each new year. We jump back into our work with energy and enthusiasm, running full speed ahead towards new goals. What follows a few months later tends to be frustration. Oh yeah, that old foe of ours knocking on the door, looking for his spot. We start to feel the effects of all the creative energy we spend investing in the lives and plans of others during the holidays. Our creative process starts to get choppy with alternating waves of resistance and hope. And as we settle into the year, it's important not to judge yourself for anything you didn't get done over the holidays, but it's also important not to use it as an opportunity to victimize yourself or become complacent moving forward. You have the power to recommit to the process. The first step is awareness, which is what I'm here to talk to you about today. So here's the deal. This time last year, I had a major awareness problem. Now, of course, I was aware of important things like the gratitude I felt for my family or my abilities and my work. And I was aware of daily tasks like appointments and meetings that needed my attention. So from the outside looking in, my year was off to a great start. The awareness problem I'm talking about was more subtle than that. I knew what I wanted for the year ahead, but I felt lost in how to get there. I could visualize my goals, but felt like there was something more that I needed to realize to make those goals happen. Then everything changed. I had this huge aha moment and everything started to fall into place. Suddenly, I knew exactly what I needed to do to achieve my goals that year. And it wasn't because of some magic or secret spell or lucky strike. It was so much kind of simpler than that. 
I discovered an exercise that taught me how having well-informed clarity on where you've been is the only way to get to where you want to go. Now, how I discovered this is by kind of starting to ask myself easy questions like, why am I getting lost? Why do I not feel like I have all the answers? If I did have all the answers, what would the answers be? Why do I feel like I keep need like I keep needing to look for something or someone else to figure this out for me? So what I learned is that if you don't take time to reflect on your past achievements and failures, you're going to struggle to stay organized and on track towards your goals. Start keeping a list of every task you complete throughout the day and keep it somewhere that you see it. I call this my kind of done list, and honestly, it's more valuable than any of my to-do lists ever have been. This exercise is important for a couple of reasons. One, seeing how much you've done, no matter how big or small the accomplishments may seem, will inspire you to keep going and give you a boost in confidence. And looking back, you gain awareness and clarity. And when you have these things, you can properly plan for an even more focused and productive future. When we focus too much on the failure or on the expectation or on the future, we fail to acknowledge all the knowledge and insights that we already have right now to help us succeed. But as we step into a busy holiday season of juggling business and life and kids and husbands and wives and festivities, it can be easy to lose sight of all the things that we have to be grateful for. As influencers, entrepreneurs, creatives, whatever you want to call yourself, it's also easy to get bogged down by comparison and competition. This has definitely happened to me before. But not only is gratitude good for our mental well-being, it can actually improve our relationships and physical wellness too. All it takes is to enjoy the benefits is a little introspection. So with that in mind, today's show is all about gratitude. For me, all it takes is a few minutes each morning to reflect and jot down what I'm thankful for. Doing this helps me stay focused on the positives no matter how busy life gets. Now, I originally got this idea from a book called The Magic by Rhonda Byrne. You've probably heard of her. She also wrote The Secret. But if you want to kind of dive more into a gratitude practice and you want something or someone to hold you accountable, that book, The Magic, is great for that. Here's a quick gratitude exercise you can do in the time it takes to drink your morning coffee. Grab a pen and write down three things you're letting go of today three things you're grateful for today, and three tasks you know you can accomplish today. This only takes a few minutes, but will set you up to feel accomplished and positive at the end of the day. So I will go first. Here are three things I'm grateful for today and really every day. I hope they inspire you to take some time for yourself and reflect on the things you're grateful for too. Let's dive in. This show is brought to you by our free webinar, Pitch It Perfect, a completely free webinar that gives you access to my five steps for helping bloggers and influencers like you land brand collabs, press, and negotiate better deals. This webinar has strategies and steps that will literally blow your mind. You can join the free webinar by going to pitchitperfect.net forward slash webinar. So before we dive into our most thankful episode of the entire year, I want to give a shout out to our amazing reviewer of the week this week, and that is Heather Woodard. And she says, I'm new to this podcast, so I'm catching up, but several episodes in and it's among my top three favorites. I like that there are short and long episodes for me to enjoy depending on my time and interests, but no matter what, they're always informative. I also like that you really get all that you can from the guests, so I'm not left wondering. I wish there was more. 
So overall, this is a worthwhile podcast for anyone who is in PR or who is interested in growing their influence or even building a brand in the digital or social media space. Well, thank you, Heather, for that feedback. I love that you are new to our community, so welcome. I love that you've been able to dive in and really find things that are most interesting for you. And um, I really love that feedback because I try to be as intentional as I can to bring on guests and to share solo episodes when I do them of content that is really curated to help each and every person in my audience to the best of our ability. So I'm glad that you're finding long and short episodes that really get down to the nitty gritty of what you need to help you grow your influencer world. So thank you so much for that. Now, of course, I want to hear from more of you who listen in each week, or if it's your first time listening in. So make sure to head over to iTunes and subscribe to the Influencer Podcast and give us a review there because what I do is take those reviews and I highlight them in upcoming episodes. I would also love it if you could screenshot this episode on your phone today on Instagram, and then you can tag me. I'm at Joel Solomon, and you can hashtag the Influencer Podcast because what I love to do is find those screenshots, see what you're saying about the podcast and the episode today, and then share them on my story too. And I also like to give you some love via DM. So if I show up in your DM, sending you a video or something like that, no, I'm not a crazy person. I just want to check in and see how you're doing. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. Each week, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist and New York Times bestselling publicist, takes you behind the scenes with successful influencers, bloggers, and industry elites in conversation to share how they engage, persuade, and grow their unique influence. Her mission is to share exclusive insider tips, wisdom, and action-based tools to help you strengthen, monetize, and build your own industry-leading influence. Number one, I'm grateful for when things don't go my way. Gratitude can be found in some pretty unexpected places. A little backstory. Just last month, iTunes changed their algorithm. You might remember this because it affected a lot of podcasters. Basically, the new algorithm no longer allowed for certain keywords and tags in episode titles. Even though my tags had been there for two years, it set off a spam trigger and this entire podcast was removed from iTunes without notice. There were no reviews. There was no mention of it at all. It was like it never existed. So as you know, this podcast is my passion project and something I pour my heart into every week. So when it was just gone, my heart sunk. I was scrambling like crazy to fix it. The whole experience was a reminder to practice what I preach by not relying 100% on platforms that I do not own because other people and other processes and other systems algorithms can change at the drop of a hat. To make up for the lost subscribers and reviews for that week, I ran a contest as soon as we were back up and running. It was pretty fun. I basically just shared on Instagram and on my newsletter that I would love to have you come over to iTunes, leave a review about what you love about the podcast and maybe what you missed about it when it was gone. Now, obviously the podcast is back up and running and it's topping the charts since the algorithm change up happened, which has actually gotten higher than before, which is amazing. So obviously that contest and really just our community coming 
coming together to support this amazing platform really, really helped. So at the end of the day, I look for things I can be grateful for in difficult situations. I know it can kind of sound a little counterintuitive, but sometimes the best lessons are learned during unfortunate events. And in this case, it ended up being a blessing in disguise. I was able to reframe my thought process with this whole uh, iTunes situation, making sure to remember to keep things on platforms that I do own. And it allowed me to get into my community a little bit more and just say thank you to you guys and give someone an amazing contest. So that was really fun. We all know there's no magic guide to becoming an influencer. Things don't always go your way. Sometimes just when you're gaining momentum, you hit a major speed bump and sometimes you just flat out fail. But I will say this, I've learned a lot from my mistakes and failures. I honestly wouldn't be where I am today without them, and I think that you could probably say the same thing. So for now, I'm very grateful. If you want to hear about three other times I failed as an influencer and what I did to overcome and learn from those, you should check out the Influencer Podcast episode number 61. You can get that over at juliesolomon.net forward slash 61. Number two. I am thankful for you, my community, and my amazing team. As you've probably seen by now, we launched a new product called the Influencer Academy just a month ago. If you've ever launched something new, then you know what I mean when I say that things never go entirely as planned. Challenges aren't part of the plan, but they are part of the package. You can be the most emotionally resilient person in the world. You can be the most a type A organized person in the world, but having a strong support system makes a huge difference. I'm so thankful to have a team that can help me quickly tackle challenges and turn problems into solutions, especially during the craziness that this launch week brought about. And I also want to remind you that if you don't have a team and you may be feeling a little alone right now, I would encourage you to figure out what kind of processes or systems could you put in place in your brand and business today, just to make you feel like you have a little bit of help and a little bit of breather room. It's been amazing to not only have humans be on my team to help me, but to also have systems like Slack and Asana and Google Drive and Dropbox to use every single day to keep our business running. And I think a lot of times it's so easy to forget about something free like a Dropbox or something free like a Google Drive. We don't even really think about how beneficial they are to the everyday runnings of our business, but without them, our business couldn't literally run as organized as we try to get it to run every single day. So it's a great reminder to be grateful for those little things that we can sometimes, I don't know, brush off. And as for my community, y'all, you guys are just flipping amazing. You're the reason that I do what I do every day. I mean, I love to see you guys popping up in my DMs. I love talking to you guys there. I love sharing so much with you through Instagram lives, Instagram stories. I love each and every one of you who are in our amazing influencer podcast, Facebook community, which by the way, if you aren't over there now, you should totally get over there. It's pretty incredible. You can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the influencer podcast. But I love just to see how you're growing. So many of you come into groups, you come into my DMs, you come into my inbox, 
and you share challenges and frustrations and things that are happening. And then as you do things like listen to this podcast or head over to my website for free tip sheets, you start to learn and you start to grow. And to see you take that accountability to really step into yourself, to really want to be the highest version of you, it makes me want to be the highest version of me. So at the end of the day, we really are all connected. And the more that we see that in one another, the more that we really allow that support, that engagement, the more that we choose to show up and say, you know what, this is me. I'm here. I may not have all the answers, but I am raising my hand and saying, I'm going to show up anyway. It really can help all of us get to where we want to go. It can help us during the challenges and during the frustrations, because trust me, as we all know, those times they come for all of us. But I think it's just a good reminder that no matter what, we have to just keep going. When you're in doubt, when you're doing your best, when you're navigating challenges, you got to remember that you are stronger than you probably realize. So be good to yourself. Rest when you can. Don't forget to laugh and have fun. But above all, keep going and be grateful that you have the opportunity to keep going. Number three, I am so thankful for my family. So behind all the pretty Instagram feeds and styled brand shoots, being an influencer requires a lot of emotional energy. I couldn't show up fully in my work every day if it weren't for the support of my family. Now, recently, this happened during my launch when I was a mess going about 10,000 miles a minute and kind of feeling like I was getting all over the place. My husband started to see this and he really knew that I needed to stay centered and I needed to stay focused, but he had kind of a different idea that took it one step further. He knew it was going to make me be vulnerable and he knew that I was probably going to be scared to do it, but I said, yes, anyways. He said, you know what? I know that you're freaking out right now. And I think that we should go on your Instagram live and share it with your community because I think that it will really help them see that they're not alone when they have moments like this happen for them as well. And of course, like that feeling immediately came up in me. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. But then I was like, you know what? He's right. I should totally do that. And at the end of the day, I have him here beside me. So we went on Instagram, my husband and I, we talked through a lot of challenges and struggles that we can all face. We got really honest. There were a lot of tears. There were a lot of laughs, but just being able to have that support there in that moment and really having him there just to be with me, even though he didn't have all the answers and he would be the first to say, Hey, look, I don't know but I just want to be here for you. It really allowed me to get back to the root of what my purpose was and what my intention was and what my mission was. So I just wanted to give a shout out to him and to my amazing family and to always remember that, again, the people that we see every day, it's so easy to kind of lose sight of why we are thankful for them or really remembering to be grateful for them. So I hope that that is a good, encouraging reminder for you today. All right, that is it for today. Now, are you ready to make more money and impact? If so, head over to juliesolomon.net slash accelerator to learn more about my coaching program and apply. All right, I'll see you again, same time, same place next week.